Thank you for joining us on the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. And here's your host, Chris Savalero. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time once again for the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Savalero. I got to tell you, we're getting some really great comments, really great feedback. You guys are giving us your ideas for shows, and we really appreciate it. And we're trying to bring you some engaging guests that could really take you from the point that you are now and guide you to the next level in your career. And I appreciate you taking time out of your day and visiting with us and allowing us to join you on your leadership development journey. You know, when we think about how we take that journey and we think about how we get to the next step and we think about how we we grow as leaders, how we grow as people, you know, what's that path and how do we do that? And and, and are we writing our leadership stories every day? And, and what is that going to look like? Well, I got to tell you, we've got a guest for you today, and I'm just so excited to bring her in here. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's a sought-after speaker. Her TEDx talk, Words or Currency, have inspired and motivated countless people on the importance of how to use their words. And she is the coach to the coaches, our guest, Tammy Kling. Tammy, come on in here. Say hello to the audience. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. I got to tell you, we are very, very excited. And when we think about the, you know, the, the development of ourselves, I mean, what a great guest. I mean, for you to come and share your expertise with our listening audience, we want to thank you as we uh, get ready to pick your brain and find out some great information from you. You bet. I love what you're all about because true leaders are all about legacy, right? You know, I, I say that all the time. I mean, every day we're writing our autobiography. And one of the things that I really want to kind of touch on with you is, you know, you really kind of bring out in people equipping world changers. And, you know, you, you want to make sure that the, the people that are out there are really kind of doing their best to develop their leadership legacy. And, and I don't want to butcher it, but maybe you could just give us a little bit of definition of what that means. Sure. Well, this actually happened for me when I had written about my 10th CEO book. I was sitting in the office of a CEO, had lots of Lamborghinis and Ferraris and three houses and a house on an island and a jet. And he was weeping. And he said to me, he said, I built this company. And now I want to write a book because I feel like I have to give back. What can I do to give back? Can I go serve the homeless? Can I go help you? What can I do to give back? And he was crying. And I, it occurred to me that you don't have to wait until late in life after you become a success materially to really uh, find yourself and discover who you are, but also what your legacy is in this world. And a lot of people that I've worked with over the years, they have not discovered their legacy yet, even though they're crazy successful. Now, of course, I've worked with other people that do have a strong legacy. And, you know, you see people like Richard Branson, who seems to really have stepped into his leadership calling by just being authentic and bold. And you've got guys like Nick Vujicic. He's got no arms, no legs, 40 million followers. And he's still, you know, he's, even though he's overcome such great adversity being born with no arms and no legs, he's got an incredible leadership legacy. So for me, it's really just discovering what your purpose is because great leaders really understand how to pull that out of other people, whether it's the CEO of Pepsi or 
a leader of a household because we're all leaders. So I really like to help people develop their leadership legacy. Yeah, and I think that that's really important, and I'm glad you brought Nick up, because Nick is one of those guys, as you mentioned, you know, no arms, no legs, but he doesn't allow that to stop him. I mean, he's a, you know, he skis, he parachutes out of planes. I mean, he, he lives his life instead of letting his life live him. I thought that was an important connection to what you were saying, but let me go and ask you this question. So, you know, having that legacy, are, are we living our legacy now, or do we really have to find out what it is? I mean, so as we're going through our day, do we need to take awareness that we're we're in our legacy, or is it something that we've got to sit down and say, what is our legacy? That is a great question, because a lot of people would answer your question by saying, we're living our legacy every day. And that may be true for a lot of us. Like, I do believe that, you know, you're stepping into your legacy and teaching people how to do what they do. But I really believe that the majority of people go through life and, and they are not intentional about their legacy, they're doing uh, what they're good at maybe, they're doing what their resume says or what their degree says, and perhaps then they come to me or I usually meet them when they're at a point where they have, they just want to give back more, but they don't know what that is. And it might be a professional ask who has just left his NFL career and I'm sitting across from him at a conference table and he's saying, you know, Tammy, I had this whole career in the NFL, but football is not about, you know, now I'm done. Football is not my life. What do I do? And so at that point, I think you make a great point. Are we living our legacy every day? I think if we're intentional about stepping back and really taking a personal retreat, taking some time alone, if we're intentional about trying to discover our life's purpose, at that point, yes, we're living our legacy. Yeah, and I think that those are the, the, the tough points, though, is to figure out what is our life really about. And I kind of talked about that a lot of times we let life live us rather than living our lives. And, and what's our real purpose? And, you know, when we think about, uh, you know, who we are or how we get there, I, I think my next question goes to the fact of how do you believe in yourself to say, I'm going to have a legacy or, or this is my legacy? Wow, you're asking the good questions. That's why that's why this is your legacy to really <laughs> communicate these concepts. Because you, you challenge people, you challenge leaders at high levels. And what a great question is how do we have confidence and believe in ourselves that we have a legacy? Well, it's interesting because I don't just want to put some fluffy answer out there. You know, people, people say to me, well, everyone has a story or everyone has a book inside them. Not true. I personally don't believe that. I believe everyone has a life. Not everyone has a book inside them or a story or a legacy. For instance, I don't want to hear what Ted Bundy or Charles Manson have to say because there's nothing that they're going to teach me. And yes, we can learn from, from good. We can learn from bad, but guess what? You know, I guard who I learn from. We're all here to talk about leadership. So I don't believe that everyone has a story and I don't believe that everyone has a book in them. Uh, so, so that's why your question is so important. The way that we know that we have a legacy is we really listen and we try to understand a way that we can impact the world and what I usually tell people is I sit down with someone in about 15 minutes 
and I can discover what their true legacy is. And I've done this with uh, an athlete, a football player, with a major NFL team. I won't mention his name. He got arrested, and I sat with him, and I talked to him about what's your, what's your true legacy? And in that conversation, we identified what it is and what his next step could be with his brand. And same thing with, with Chi-Chi Rodriguez. You know, he thought he's a legendary golfer. Of course, everybody thinks that his legacy is golf, but it's not. It's just a tool. Golf was simply a tool to help him live his passion and his legacy, which has always been since his first tournament, to help orphans and help underprivileged kids. So here, here's a guy didn't have shoes until he was 12 years old, that poor, went on to become this famous legendary golfer, gave away his first Mercedes that he won in a tournament to orphans, and that's his legacy. And so now that he's in his 80s, it doesn't matter that he, that he can't play golf professionally. So I think if you're intentional, that, that you can really sit back and take some time with yourself to think about your legacy and make a, make a list of your gifts, your unique gifts. Because I will tell you, you can look at me, look at yourself, uh, look at the three people closest to you, and each one of you will have one unique gift where you say, wow. You know, that's something you were born with and that you have not tapped into and you could tap into that gift. And that is your legacy. You know, that's really interesting. So that really doesn't necessarily come down to the work that you're doing as much as it is maybe to your expertise or your passion or your, you know, or your drive outside of what you're doing. And, and I may have even been confusing that myself to the point of saying, well, you know, my gift is maybe the ability to, to speak to people or to guide people. But, you know, in, in actuality, it may be the fact that in my, you know, in my uh, career life, I was a paramedic and delivering the highest quality of patient care. So my legacy may may be the fact of, uh, you know, doing that. So I was almost confusing that. And as you now mention it, it, it may not have anything to do with the career that you're in. You're exactly right, because I always say that you are not what you do. You are who you are. So if you look at an executive with Dell Corporation or Apple, for instance, they have a lot of fear, especially after they've been with a company for a long time and they're pulling down big dollars they have a lot of fear of leaving, right? Because you get so entrenched in such a solid, strong culture. And if you think about some of the best or worst corporate leaders in the world, you could think of a leader that had positional leadership as a CEO, yet it was discovered that he was a tyrant. You know, he had a, he had a horrible leadership legacy. He fired thousands of people. No one liked him. You know, we all have had examples of bad leaders in our lives. So even though they had that positional leadership, uh, their, their leadership legacy really was that no one was following, right? And so our legacy is, is who we are inside. And if you can make a list, I always encourage people, whether it's an NFL player or whether it is a CEO or even a homeless person that's on the street and feeling like they're worthless uh, to make a list of what are the top three gifts that you have that perhaps no one else has 
develop those gifts, look at those gifts, and find one that you know is strongly, strongly speaking to you, and that's your leadership legacy. Yeah, I got to tell you, that's really interesting. And as you gave me that definition, I mean, my mind was just going in a hundred different ways with more questions, but I'm, I promise I'm only going to give you one. So it, when you think about then, um, you know, because the work that we do, whether it's on the, the football field or whether it's on the golf links or whether it's in the boardroom, we feel comfortable there. And, and, and that's kind of our, you know, our, our professionalism. But now if we think about taking responsibility for our personal leadership of getting our, you know, working within our legacy, what advice do you have for the listeners to do that? Well, ultimately, let's say I'm, I'm speaking to a group, whether, you know, I was speaking to Pepsi recently, and I asked that question about what is your legacy? The first step is to really break through our limiting beliefs about what your leadership legacy is. So ultimately, when I asked that question, a lot of people raise their hands and and say, and I'm going to say, especially women, because I'm a woman, I could say that, especially women will say, my legacy is my kids. Well, the first step to really discovering your, your life legacy when it comes to leadership, no matter what you do, is to break through that limiting belief. And so I challenge them and I say, well, everyone, you know, kids are your responsibility. If you have a child, it's your responsibility. It's not your legacy. Now, you are responsible for raising them. You're responsible for teaching your kids good character traits. But even inmates have kids, right? Uh, so kids are your responsibility. Kids aren't your legacy because you're going to train them to create their own individual unique legacy to make an impact on this world, whether it's your corner of the world or whether you write a book that reaches people for, you know, 300 years from now, for a thousand generations. So that's the first step is really break through that limiting belief and ask yourself, how have I been defining legacy? Have I been saying, well, wow, I'm the vice president of this company and that's my legacy was to bring innovation into this organization. You know, that, that might be a limiting belief because you are not what you do. You are who you are. And so step two would be to go ahead and make a list of the top three gifts that, that you know that you have that other people don't. So, for instance, you have this great gift of communicating and really pulling questions and answers out of people and challenging them about their leadership. You have that unique gift. I don't. And so when you're challenging leaders on your podcast or you're bringing uh, great growth and concepts to people, that's a gift that's unique to you. But even if you didn't have this podcast, even if you're a paramedic or a doctor or an engineer, you would still have that gift of helping leaders grow because that's who you are. Yeah. That's who you are. And I think that's so if real. you were a paramedic, you'd be impacting all those other paramedics around you to help challenge them grow. And I think that really leaves that great legacy. And, and, and it's really interesting how you bring perspective to this. And, you know, uh, by the time we get to the end of the show, I'm going to want to give your contact information for people who are out there who want to engage with you and learn more about it. They're able to do that. But I do want to switch gears a little bit because I did have the opportunity to watch your TED Talk. 
and I was very, very inspired by it. And, you know, it, it's inspired and motivated countless people that, you know, your words are your currency. And with your permission, we'd like to be able to put that in the show notes for people to check out. But maybe you could just give us a little overview about that talk and, and what you actually mean by uh, your words are your currency. Well, thank you for asking. I loved doing TED. It was one of my life goals. And uh, one of the, the things about the concept, words are currency, is that if you think about when we all learn to use our words, we are very young. We're toddlers, right? Babies speak, and their first word is either ball or mama or daddy. And we continue to speak without much intentionality for our entire lives. And proof of that, that we aren't very intentional about our words, is just look at the multi-million dollar self-improvement industry. Look at all the books, all the teachings and offerings and products on how to be a great presenter, presentation skills, how to be a great speaker, and look at the multi-millions of dollars that corporate America spends in training their salespeople, for instance, how to be a good presenter and deliver presentation skills. So if you think about that, we, we spend all this money as adults and in companies to learn how to use our words. Well, what I mean by words are currency is that if we could just be a little more intentional about our words, we can change lives each and every day, and we can also save lives. And that's a huge part of leadership, by the way. And I know we hear that a lot. We hear, you know, let's, let's speak positive things into our colleagues, our friends, our family, our kids. But even I struggle with this. And I'm, you know, I'm the one that's supposed to be the word, the word expert, right? I go into companies and talk to them about the power of words. I write books about the power of words, but each and every day, I have to remind myself to be super intentional about my words. I actually have a reminder on my calendar to speak life and positive leadership words into the people around me. You know, and that's one of the things that you really have to be cognizant of is that, you know, the, even though you're, you're, you just think that words are coming out of your mouth, there are powerful messages that, you know, people are going to pick up from those. And, and a lot of times, some of those messages may not be with the intent that you had the message to give. That's just the way they're in decoding it. And that's what they're going to understand. So I think you're right when it comes down to, you know, choosing your words and, and you know, speaking uh, as succinctly as you can. You know, one of the things you brought up is you talk talked about, you know, uh, you know, publishing and you've authored over a hundred, hundred books and, you know, you're a publishing expert and you mentioned that not everybody has a story in them, but one of, one of the things that you offer is you offer the ability to help people with telling their story. So if the folks that are out there, they want to engage with you or they want to have you come and speak to their group, or they want to find out more about your services, what's the best way that they can do that? And, uh, you know, how do they reach out to you? Well, I have, you can Google me, Tammy Kling, K-L-I-N-G, but I do also reply to each and every email from readers, from people that reach out, and that is Tammy Kling, 
at me.com. That's Apple's platform for email. So T-A-M-M-Y-K-L-I-N-G at me.com. My company is on Fire Books, or you can Google Tammy Kling and look at my TEDx talk. And I would love to help anybody with their leadership legacy. And I got to tell you, I mean, I think just in this brief amount of time, you've, you've given so many pieces of advice that retrospectively, if people reflect on what you said, it really is going to kind of open them up to developing that legacy and bringing them to that next level of success. And I got to tell you, it's really been our honor. It's been our privilege for you to join us on the Ultimate Leadership Podcast and, and promise us you'll come back and join us again. You bet. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. And for everybody out there, this is going to close another edition of the Ultimate Leadership Podcast. I got to tell you, we don't do this show without you, ladies and gentlemen, that are out there and, you know, being a fan and liking the show and, and sending us your ideas. I mean, and that's what we want to do. This, this show is your resource. So we want to be able to make sure that we're putting content on that you could utilize, that you can grow from, that you can develop and become the very best that you can. So go ahead and send those ideas. And for everyone at the Ultimate Leadership Podcast, I'm Chris Saballero, and I look forward to chatting with you again real soon. Thank you for joining us. The Ultimate Leadership Podcast is a production of chrissaballero.com. You can interact with us by email at ultimateleadership16 at gmail.com. All rights reserved.